racing cars need racing fuel. And Race Fuels is the best, most convenient way to power through your next meeting. Our famous Elf Race 102 is the control fuel of choice for the Touring Car Masters. It's available at the Bowsers, at Sydney Motorsport Park and the Bend. And it's available in drums at Winton. Imported direct from France, Elf Race 102 is affordable horsepower. For more details, head to racefuels.com.au. This is the Parked Up Podcast. We're powered by Race Fuels. My name is Grant Rowley and joining me on the line is the TCR Australia Series leader. His name is Tony <laughs> D'Alberto and he is on top of the turbocharged two-litre touring car world. Tony D, how are you? And I'm all right. Uh, that's got a good little ring to it. Hey, it's the first time that uh, myself and Wall Racing has led the championship. So not a bad start to the year. I'm not getting carried away just yet, but I'd rather be first than 10th. Put it that yeah. way. It's very it's very close in the title. Only two points in it between yourself and the Peugeot of Jordan Cox. Awesome weekend for Wall Racing. Obviously, yourself le- leaving the island with the title lead. Uh, in hand, a podium result, and uh, a couple of race wins for your old mate Fabian Coulthard in mm. that Stan Sport Honda. Uh, the uh, the Wall Racing team must have been uh, tickled pink at the end of that one. Yeah, very very happy. Um, we had a strong car there last year as well, uh, and uh, we weren't sure how strong we were going to be just with BOP adjustments and bits and pieces. But no, the boys did a great job. Cars rolled out well. We got on top of the new tire. There's a new tire for TCR at Phillip Island, and it was it was similar, but you know, every new tire needs you know different pressures, different cambers. Just you got a lot of learning to do. So they got on top of that reasonably quickly, and uh, yeah, the results show that. So it was a good little battle there with Fabs in a couple of the races. Um, he just had a little bit more pace than what we did, and um, yeah, he used it really well and. Got those couple of wins, so happy for him. But um, yeah, I've got to wait my turn to get these this bloody win off my back now. Yeah, don't worry Far about out. that. I reckon you'll be pretty happy if you have no first place trophies, <laughs> but have the big trophy at the at the end of well, the whole thing. Tell, tell me, what about what about your uh, what what's the mindset saying now? Like, uh, obviously happy. This is cool, but you are the hunted. Oh, it's too early in the championship, though, to be really worrying about it too much. It's nice and, and something to talk about after a, a weekend that, you know, probably wasn't perfect for us. Um, so to walk away with solid results and get a um, come away with the championship lead as well is, is good stuff. But, yeah, it's it's too early to really start thinking about that. If we're in the championship lead going to the last round, then don't worry. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be putting our plan of attack in and, Hopefully I've got a teammate there as well that can run at the front because, yeah, Fabs is locked in for the next round at Bathurst, which that news came out uh, just after Phillip Island. Um, but I'm not too sure whether he's going to be doing the whole year. So it'd be nice if I had a strong teammate like that to really, you know, to back me up, I guess, if we're in that position come the last round. You just want to, don't want to hope that he goes so well that he, uh, <laughs> you're going to have to back him up. Anyway, cross that cross that bridge later. No, 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 no. very optimistic. <laughs> very good. The uh, the next round of the TCR Australia Series will be held at Mount Panorama. It wasn't a, you only did one of the two rounds there last year. Yeah, it wasn't a circuit that you got any decent results from, and really wasn't that 
Honda friendly, but it seems no. like the BOP has really uh, come back and come back and is, yeah, nothing's ever perfect, but uh, it, it seems pretty even in the It in the does. Series. It does seem pretty even. There's probably just that Jay Hansen car that's a little bit off off the charts. Um, but before Bathurst, there'll be a world TCR race, um, which will reset the BOP. So it gets sort of evaluated from a global point of view, and that will change things here in Australia. So we expect some changes, and it might be good, it might be bad for Honda. I'm not too sure just yet. But TCR Australia has done a very good job um, this year. We know we know the problems we had at the start of last year with Honda um, and Tassie and all that sort of stuff. But uh, this year, it's very even, very even, even across the board, except for that sort of one car that uh, seems to have a little bit of an edge on everybody else. So I, I really hope Bathurst is similar and there shouldn't be any really real reason why. Uh, but until we get there, I really don't know at this stage. Ooh, very good, very good. This is a uh, shaping up to be a really cool, a really cool title fight, and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Plenty of other racing happened over Phillip Island over the weekend. We had a Formula One race over in Bahrain. We've got Simmons Plain Supercars happening this weekend. It wasn't that long ago, Tony D. We were genuinely mm. parked up, and the only thing we had in our world was this podcast. But now. The uh, the world has come back and it's uh, and, and it's it's really really cool to see. There's there's lots to talk about, um, and and we've got a uh, we've got a actually before I get into what do you want to talk about. So while while I dribble on, you can think about what you want to talk about because <laughs> we're 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 free now of having um, a great deal of structure because we've got our parked up plus. Of course, you might have heard that. Uh, on Monday, every Monday, five p.m. Mark Fogarty, legendary journo who is hosting our uh, our news podcast and that is something that's gone really well he did his third episode just on monday coming out of the back of the philip island weekend broke a couple of really cool stories uh he definitely has the nose for the news so monday 5 p.m every monday it is mark fogarty with parked up plus and of course, you can listen to us to dribble on and talk to some of our mates every Thursday. I think I publish at about 5am. And I do that because I know, Tony, that you get up really early for work. Just, bef- just before, just before you were, you'd asked me what time was I going to work or what time was I getting up? And I said, oh, it's really early. I've got to, <laughs> I've got to be out the door at 7.40. You've already conducted like a lot of your day before that happens. <laughs> Uh, not every day I, I do i start probably about quarter to seven at work but i try and do a bit of training before work so if you've posted um parked up before then it's very good it's very handy but right. something to listen to Perfect. but i did listen uh to parked up plus and there were some very good stories um uh, from philip and i saw folks wandering around did he did he catch a glimpse of the sticker that we put on the Lambo? He did. He did. And I yeah. think he was a little embarrassed about it. <laughs> you should have got a photo of, of him with it. I did get uh, I did get a couple of uh, photos of it and uh, very, very thankful to Adrian Dietz for allowing us to plaster our ugly heads all over his beautiful <laughs> Lamborghini Hurricane. Uh, probably the, the closest I'll ever get to being in or around a Lamborghini, that, that was for sure. Um, yeah, so uh, Phillip Island, a huge weekend. Uh, we had GTs, we had Trans Am, 
TCR obviously and S5000. You did double duties. Uh, mm-hmm. Not a yeah, no trophies to take home from uh, the Fanatec GT World Challenge Australia, powered by <laughs> AWS. But um, geez, you look like you're having a hell of a lot of fun out there. Ah, oh, there any chance you get to drive a Lamborghini around one of the best race circuits um, that Australia has um, in Phillip Island is is a good day. So um, yeah, we didn't have a great Saturday. Um, got a couple of little drive-through penalties for some infringements, unfortunately. Um, but then Sunday's race wasn't too bad, actually. I think we finished seventh or eighth, um, which in that sort of caliber of field, I thought was was pretty good. You know, you had very, very good guys at the front, um, supercar guys, Chaz, Dave Reynolds, um, Christopher Mees. I mean, he's a world um, Audi driver, factory driver. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the list sort of went on and on. So we were sort of in amongst just at the back end of that, and I thought that was pretty good considering – you know, the, the amount of miles we've done in that car this year. So a bit of a shakedown for us. We're going to do the Bathurst 12 hour um, very soon with Adrian and a couple of the other boys, which we've got some uh, pretty exciting news to announce soon, but I won't announce it today. Very, very cool little lineup of drivers. So excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So a bit of a shakedown for us, um, but yeah, awesome weekend down at Phillip Island. It was busy, mate. Busy, what busy for here? me jumping from one to the other, but it was sort of cool as well because at Tassie, we had a lot of time waiting for the races, a lot of time sitting in the truck, just waiting, buying things on eBay, just, <laughs> you know, trying to, you know, cover some time off. But uh, Philip Island, I had no time at all. So uh, my bank account looked better. That's good. <laughs> yep. And uh, got lots and lots of laps. So yeah, pretty exciting. From your point of view, you were running around like a headless chick. I don't, I don't think I actually saw you mm. at the race meeting at all. Like no. we didn't even chat. No, not really. Bit. No, not really. What were you not doing? Really. I did try. I did try. Um, but uh, yeah, well, I just had lots going on. Any of the ARG meetings uh, in the um, media management role that I run is just is just hectic. And if anyone sees the amount of content that's going up on the social medias from TCR and uh, GT World Challenge or Trans Am, S5000, that's up to Richard Crail. He can look after that. But those three categories are all my little baby to look after. I had a really good team down there uh, helping with, with some of that. So that keeps me busy um, in amongst all the you know, fan signing sessions that I had to do you know, for the Grant Rally fans. Um, I didn't invite hey, you speaking. to any of those parked up, uh, parked up fan engagement sessions. Sorry, they, they didn't want you. No demand. It's all about Grant. That is a joke. Um, yeah, so a super busy weekends, uh, but like seven classes, so much racing. The, the Stan Sport broadcast was awesome. Uh, mm. And uh, feedback on that has been has been very, very, very strong. So um, the, uh, the the series is certainly heading in the right direction, the speed series. And uh, yeah, it's so exciting that we're going to speak to Michael Caruso uh, very shortly. Of course, he races in TCR Australia and uh, he is also part of the Stan Sport on-air commentary team doing a whole bunch of things. But do you want to throw to that chat now? What do you reckon? Should we get into a bit of Caruso? We might as well, yeah. Go for it. Let's go. Here we go. Let's do it. Yeah. Michael Caruso, he is with us on the Parked Up podcast. We're powered by Race Fuels, and he's up now. 
And it's great to have Michael Caruso, one of Parked Up's most prolific guests, come back on to our little podcast here. Michael, how are you? Boys, got the call up. I wouldn't have thought after the weekend I had, I would have got the call up, to be honest, but um, <laughs> feeling very privileged. Yeah, it was a it was a difficult one. It started off so well for you, mm. but uh, mate, you were a man of uh, you're a man everywhere though. You've got uh, the the TCR Australia stuff going on, and it was all going well until uh, until you got tipped off there. Uh, early stages of race one made the weekend difficult, but you've also got the Stan Sport um, uh, pit lane commentary, or not even pit lane. You're in the broadcast booth calling GT racing. Um, plus I saw you taking photos of David Reynolds for fans as well. So, uh, you, what can't you do? Yeah. That, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, look, do you think it would have worked out the other way around? Imagine his ego had someone to say, can you take a photo? <laughs> and it's like, no, nah, it's all in good fun. But, um, mate, I, I would rather be in your co-host position right now because, I don't like talking about myself as you guys both know, but um, the man leading the championship. I mean, I get to stand here and like, this is his, I'm envious of him. He's in the position that everyone wants to be in. I mean, winning races and all that's great, but well, I'd like to win a few of them. <laughs> you still haven't won a race yet, have you, as well? How good? You're doing the Rick Kelly. Didn't Rick oh. win his championship without winning a race or something? Uh, I think he won one that year. Oh, okay. No, I don't think he did. I don't think he did. No, I think you're right. Yeah. Maybe yeah, it was the year before Russell Ingle. <laughs> the year before Russell Ingle won the title with just one race win. But yeah. Anyway, if you need the stats and the facts, you need to listen to the V8 Sleuth podcast. This exactly. Is, this, this is parked up. We uh we did we just run our own show here. Uh, I don't hey, yeah, no. hey Carus, uh how difficult has it been trying to juggle the two? I mean, you you're folk trying to focus on your racing, doing the broadcast up also it's a challenge to sort of focus on everything and and give a hundred percent how you been going with that um it's actually been a really popular question to be honest td and i've i've actually enjoyed it to be honest especially the two rounds that i've had because um the first round we we obviously had a problem before qualifying and or into qualifying and um, we qualified, you know, 19 for whatever it was after not putting a lap together. So it just took my mind away from the on track stuff, which I had no control over. So um, I spend very little time in the garage and, and rely heavily on, on Ash and, and the crew to, to do the job that they are, you know, more than capable of. Uh, so there's a lot of trust there and, um, and to be honest, like, you know, our speed has been, has been there or thereabouts. Um, mm. but, um, yeah. So in terms of the focus side, I mean, on to probably to more to Grant's point, um, I got the call up for commentary this weekend for GTs and I've never done any commentary in my life before <laughs> other than, um, you know, the shit that you talk between mates when you try to pretend to be a cricket commentator or something like that. So, um, yeah, it, that was good fun. And to, to be honest, you know, working alongside some professionals in, in Rusty and Krause and, and Nolte, like the way that they, they sit there and do it and do it so easy. And just, um, it's, it's really cool to watch because, you know, w when you're doing it at home, you, you're, it's easier to sort of critique and, and, um, think, oh, you know, I could do this or I could do that. But when you're sitting there and you're in the chair and it's all live and it's all happening in front of you, 
um, yeah, th- th- there's definitely an art to it. So with that stand stuff, are you locked in for the rest of the year or are you on race by race deals? How does this work? Um, I, I'm on for the rest of the year, which is good. So uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to, to doing some more TV stuff. And, um, and I think, you know, on the weekend, it was sort of a, a Phillip Island, it was a good showing of mixture between, you know, the serious stuff, which you guys um, which we all sort of see, but the fun stuff as well, which I, you know, I really enjoy sort of bringing to the to the table. How difficult is it to be the interviewer instead of being interviewed? A lot of drivers sort of struggle to make that sort of transition. Um, you know, do you struggle to come up with some of the questions, or is it coming pretty natural? Uh, no, because I, I think you know what's helped is actually doing um, blow the bonnet because yeah. you, you sort of. You know, I had to obviously um, to host the show and come up with the ideas and then come up with the questioning and what we were going to talk about. So I think, to be honest, it's actually it's a good little stepping stone to help. I mean, I've, I have been fortunate enough to do a bit of TV stuff before, but um, yeah, it's, you know, all these little pieces of the puzzle sort of, you know, have helped, I, I think, and or I feel like. So uh, I'm definitely enjoying it. And I think that's probably the main thing, to be honest. You it's easy and you can sort of see certain people get um, a bit nervous before they go on air and, and it's understandable because it's, it's not um, straightforward, but um, I, I guess for myself, I'm pretty relaxed um, and like to have a bit of fun. So I think that sort of helps me. Yeah. Sort of just do my thing. So you're saying that, you know, when you go on uh, the broadcast live, you are, you got less nerves than when you start the Bathurst 1000. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> still kick in at Bathurst. And if they don't, um, I think that's probably when you need to hang it up because um, yeah, that joint there doesn't matter how many, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty relaxed at the start of Bathurst starting the actual race in the car, but it's still, you get those butterflies. I'm sure, you know, TD it's, it's just that race. It, you know, doesn't matter how many times you do it. Um, yeah. You know, you, you, you always go in there with the hope, that uh, that's going to be your year. <laughs> so, um, and we all know how much it means. So, yeah, no, no, nothing's ever going to change that, I hope. So what are you enjoying more, the broadcast stuff or actually still driving? It's a good question. Um, Depends I, how the on-track stuff's going. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and you're spot on, Grant. <laughs> I mean, I love racing. That I mean, That's never going to that's never gonna grow old on me. You know what it's like. With, this is where sort of... We're very fortunate that we um, that we made it to, I think, to um, to become professional drivers and to be able to to sort of live that dream. And there's um, it's really cool. And and the exhilaration you get from driving, you know, a track like Phillip Island, you you know what it's like on the weekend. There's it's it's an amazing circuit. It doesn't matter what car you drive around there. Um, it's hard to replicate that type of feeling. You know, you, I, I like TV, but I don't get that feeling out of interviewing David Reynolds or anything like that. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about uh, some of that on-track stuff because it started yeah. so well, qualied P2 and running in the top uh, top couple there for the opening laps of race one. But uh, Liam you, McAdam you got, got McAdamed. Little... Yeah. <laughs> he it got was... a little exuberant, dropped a wheel and then got into the back of you 
uh, heading down to Honda Corner, Tony. Honda Corner. Honda, yes. Australia. Um, it, uh, it, and it kind of just uh, basically meant the weekend was cooked after that because you're yeah. starting at the back and, uh, and, and trying to race your way through with the cars so close it yeah. uh you know it's it, it wasn't a write-off but um no it was kind of a write-off so um yeah a bit of a shame it made it difficult i mean we obviously wanted to bounce back and we thought we were on the right track um obviously as you see qualifying second got to the lead at the start which is which was good but it was all i, I always deep down knew it was going to be difficult to hold off um the brand that new GD3. Audi. The GT3 Audi, yeah. <laughs> so my goal was to win Class B, uh, which <laughs> and uh, and I thought I was doing a good job of that. But um, yeah, look, you know, um, Liam came down and apologised and what have you. But and you know, I, I get it. You know, we've we've all made mistakes on track. It was it's just unfortunate. Um, you know, as I said, we had a struggle in the first round, so we really wanted to to make a dent in that um that championship and and sort of put ourselves in a in a spot but um look we've got Bathurst in only a few weeks time to uh to go and and have another dip which I, I know everyone's sort of looking forward to it's it's going to be an interesting weekend it was last time we were there and um and I know TD will be raring to go so um how many points in the lead are you mate <laughs> only two mate only two very early days how many did I've you got, uh, how many how many points did you win the 2007 <laughs> only one only one <laughs> that's all you need yep, exactly <laughs> no no hey um look i think uh you did a very good job to come back through the field um i saw you hot on my tail there at one stage in the in the final race but grant's right i mean the, the cars are so close that if you do you know, have a bad race or a bad quality, it's almost impossible to get yourself back through unless you've got mega car speed. You know, it does rely on you, you know, putting yourself at the front and racing at the front to try and get the results. Really, really tough out there. It, it is actually, this year, it seems like the um, the field is, the whole field has stepped up. I mean, there's a few of the young guys from last year have obviously got more experience. So that plays in and out as well. Um and, and the cars out there, I mean, yeah, they, you know, the teams are obviously doing a good job putting them together, but also the speed. Um, it seems like majority of the field, the BOP is is reasonably close. And, um, you know, as we said a bit earlier, I think there's just that one car that, um, you know, not to take away from Jay because he's obviously driving and getting the most out of that car, but um, it it's clearly a league above every every other car at the moment. And, and so it should be, I mean, you know, when you buy a brand new car from Audi um, and, you know, you'd, you'd expect to, uh, you'd expect it to be very good. And, um, and I think that's sort of, you know, what justifies or at least what proves it. Um, the car that won by 30 odd seconds last year, which Will Brown is driving um, by no means, you know, looked like it was going to do that this weekend. So I think it, you know, as I said, it shows that the field stepped up Um and, uh, you know, at Bathurst, I'm sure it'll be just as tough. I'd love to get your thoughts on this. I mean, from my point of view, I reckon TCR is one of the, the hardest categories. I've never driven a race car so hard in my life. Like, you've, you're literally driving the wheels off the thing to try and make a dent in the, in the pack. Do you find that as well? Are you having to drive the thing really, really hard and be really precise with everything? Um, precise is probably... 
it's sort of like Formula Ford in from what I'm experiencing. It's it, the cars move around a lot. Um, you're right. You have to strangle them. There's no doubt about it. Which, but I guess because the lack of power, you 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 know the thing is up in the rev range literally all the time. <laughs> so it sounds like it's a million miles an hour. But um, the thing I like about it is you can get tucked in behind another car, and I think we're sort of seeing that problem with supercars when we have for many many years that the aero wash in supercars is phenomenal you know like it's it just makes it near impossible to pass and and really the only way people pass is by having uh, a tire that um you know that has a reasonable amount of overlap uh so in this category you don't really have that that issue you know you can sort of get stuck up behind somebody and keep pressing them for lap on lap on without the front tires absolutely blowing away and, and making it a, a bit of a procession so um i'm enjoying that aspect of it for sure all right let's uh you've, you've just mentioned supercars let's uh throw in a couple of uh super whooper car style questions you've got you're teaming up with mark winterbottom again uh, in the Irwin Racing Commodore for the one and only um, Enduro. How many, you've, you've done one test so far. They don't get them that many tests. Um, you've, uh, you'll obviously get a little bit more time in that car in the last time you get to drive these generation of, uh, of vehicles as well. So uh, what's your thoughts here? Yeah, long way in the future, but I'm sure you're thinking about that big, big old race in October. Yeah, it's um, it was good test day we had at Winton, and um, and Mark had some good speed again this year. They made some changes, and um, and it was good that he was sort of there and thereabouts. I mean, um, in terms of outright speed, um, yeah, as he said, it's a long wait now till till enduros, and we'll do ride days and and maybe a couple of test days as TD knows. But um, I just hope for the fans' sake that and even the commercial partners that they go back to a bit of the, um, you know, not for my own sake, because I, you know, I, I, I'm, it doesn't bother me how many races we do, but, you know, in terms of the endurance cup, I think in, for something watching on and a bit of interest, it'd be great to see them add at least one more, if not go back to the three endurance races, um, because it, it just adds to the element of the championship. I mean, we get that storyline all year of the championship and then the last few events when there's only like two or three in the hunt, you know, there's no, there's no story to tell for the rest of the field and there's nothing else that anyone else can fight for other than race wins, which let's be honest, the championship contenders are going to be fighting for those. So there's, um, you know, there's lots of pros of, and, and the reason why, you know, it, it's so, it's such a fan favorite, the endurance cup, um, on and off the track. So I, I hope we can get to that point again in the future for the sport. Um, but um, yeah, for myself, Baff is a long way away. Who knows? I mean, you just, yeah, you never know when it's, when it's going to happen. I said to Lee last year, you know, how was the, the lead up, but up until he got to Baffist and hit the track for the first time, he said, you know, you, it, it all feels normal and the same. And then you get in and you know, when you've got a good car, you've got to make the most of it. So um, we've, we've both been there, I think TD where you get in and you think, Oh, this car's good this year. And, and then it still doesn't go your way. So, um, yeah, we'll just keep, keep working at it, but I know Mark's capable and, um, and the team, are you know, just as much. 
Uh, and uh, have you stuck your hand up for some Gen Three testing yet to get your uh, get yourself real ready for for twenty twenty three and beyond? Matt, uh, I think I'm probably one of the only people that can fit in the Gen Three car by <laughs> the sounds of the feedback. Um, <laughs> I find it interesting that we're at this point and they're having to make some serious changes. And I know it's difficult, and they're not a crack at anyone, but. You know, this has been going on for years now, like in mm-hmm. terms of making this Gen 3 car and to, to get to the point where the cars are actually running on track and have a fundamental issue with drivers not physically being able to fit in the car. I mean, uh, you know, bad luck to the people that at all, but no, <laughs> in all seriousness, <laughs> it's, it's uh, yeah, it's just a strange issue to have uh, that, 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 that wouldn't have been, um, you know, ironed out from the early stages of the, of the project. Cool, mate. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining us on Parked Up. We will see you at Mount Panorama for the third round of the Super Cheap Auto TCR Australia Series. And we hope that that Alpha can uh, stay somewhere up the front. I'm sure Tony's thinking it can be up the front just as long as it's in your in his rear vision mirror. But um, uh, such a shame about uh, Phillip Island, but uh, awesome to see you. Uh, doing all your TV stuff and um, and yeah, we look forward to seeing what's happening with Below the Bonnet as well. What is going on there? Um, yeah, I don't know actually. I'm gonna ask that. We've got to get Dave back to work. <laughs> That's what we got to do. But no, nah, yeah, we'll, we might do something this year. We'll see how we go. We might. Um, if everyone keeps, if everyone's after it, we'll come back. We'll come out of a short retirement period. We'll do um, <laughs> do a Johnny Farnham. <laughs> cool mate <laughs> thanks for joining thanks, us on parked up thank you thanks buddy cheers and always nice to have the caroose on the parked up podcast uh he is a uh, he's a good lad and absolutely no serious threat to you so absolutely one of your best <laughs> mates now not at the moment not at the moment but uh, i like how he made a little reference to the 2007 fujitsu series how he almost overcame in the last race and I only won by one point, but that was enough. That That's was enough to win it. So no dramas there. Well, you, hey, only, um, you only lead by two points now, so uh, mm. not much difference. No, that's right. Hey, uh, lots of racing on the weekend, as you mentioned, and, uh, you know, Fogues did a great job in Parked Up Plus to cover off the serious stuff. Yep. But I did watch the IndyCar race oh, uh, at Texas. Mm-hmm. And I watched Formula One because I, I did mention last, I think the last couple of pods that I've got an amazing 75 inch TV that I'm in love with. Yep. Um, so I watch, I watch all the replays now. What did you think of Scotty Mack and the IndyCar race? I mean, oh, that was went crazy. Within 200 meters of winning the race and yeah, just a, uh, a little bit of a shame from Scotty Mack. Awesome finish um, mm-hmm. as a, as a race fan, just uh, watch watching on. That was uh, that was really cool stuff, but uh, Newgarten definitely had his um, big balls pills that day. And um, yeah, I don't know. Like everyone's sort of saying that, like he went around the outside, but Scotty got so checked up by the cars in front, he just got stuffed over basically. Like I don't know what he could have really have done to to avoid that. You know, just really bad timing to catch that those lap cars at that time of the race when you know. Newgarden was on his tail and as soon as you lose just that little bit of momentum like some of the guys have dropped four spots you know like and it take mm. them you know five laps to get going again just that momentum and those ovals is so crucial 
Um, so I felt, I felt so bad for him. I wow. felt so bad. I mean, an amazing result still. P2, winning the championship. He was in contention all day long. Like it yep. was, it was awesome. But yep. um, just to get snatched away, it's got to be a bitter pill. It has to be. He, he won't be happy with that. Mm, well, he's still leading the series, just like yourself, but he's actually got a really <laughs> comfortable series or championship lead. Really comfortable. Like mm-hmm. um, all the other guys are, are uh, from second down are really close on points. He's got like a 30-odd point lead or something. So um, an unbelievable start to the series for him. So um, I think- we, we have our fingers crossed. A lot of this sort of stuff, like early championship, you know, you don't really get not so much a form guide, but the championship will jostle quite a bit, you know, for the first five rounds until things sort of settle down, I guess. So um, it's good that he's got that sort of buffer, you know, like if he does have a sort of rough race, he can, you know, get himself back on top and, and maintain that lead. But yeah, until we get a bit deeper in the championship, like he's got 30 points going to the last couple of rounds and awesome. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Yep. Um, I did watch the F1. The F1 was good. Yeah. Real good. Yeah, it really. was good. Certainly a great finish. Mm, mm. It was um, – I thought the cars looked slow. I thought they, they, they visually look quite a bit slower than last year's car, I reckon. Mm. Do you know how, how much slower are they on lap time? Uh, you know I don't look at detail like okay. that. Don't be silly. Did, what did you think, though? Do you think they look slow? Uh, I don't know if they look slow. Not when they're racing – close together not that there was a lot of close racing stuff certainly that battle between verstappen and Leclerc oh that was, was epic that was really awesome. really good Re- that was that was really cool and then uh, and then leclerc sort of disappeared afterwards you know i don't know was it was it the fact that max had cooked his tires while he was trying to get in front or or stay in front yeah you know that i don't get mm. too detailed on what actually happens in these races i just watch the pretty pictures and and get excited but the, I tell you, the most exciting bit was right at the end where those two Red Bulls had those problems, the mechanicals that dropped Max out with only mm. a handful of laps to go. And then Sergio Perez in the second Red Bull, who was on for third or second or uh, whatever it was. And yeah, he had a uh, his own other mechanical as well. So you could hear the crowd roaring through the PA in, on the broadcast. And yep, um, yeah. I think I saw a stat that Lewis Hamilton, who finished third, scored 15 points for his efforts and not at one point of last year's championship were Max or Lewis separated by more than 15 points in last year's <laughs> title. So um, a big change in fortunes for uh, for those guys. So let's... I'll tell you what, the, the Mercedes have got some work to do though. They're, they're not on the same in the same race as the Ferraris and... Even the Red Bull, you know, is quite quick, but not not as quick as a Ferrari. Um, one car that is shit slow. Oh, oh my no. god! Yep, the McLaren. Oh, what if, the hell! If if Mercedes has a lot of work to do, then I'm not sure what sort of analogy we can throw at McLaren. Oh my god! Oh my god! I felt at the start of the race, um, they were on a different tire strategy, but Ricardo was literally last. I'm like, yeah. What They're, is going on? Yeah, like yeah, the not, Williams were ahead of them. That's right. Oh, look where the look where Haas were. Uh, yeah, see, I reckon I reckon that's a Ferrari thing. There must be something about the motors because all the Ferrari teams were quick. Alfa Romeo were quite quick. Haas were quite quick, and then Ferrari obviously were dominant. Mm. So, 
Mm, maybe well, they've just maybe they've just turned them up. It's certainly mixed up the order, absolutely no doubt. And looking forward to Saudi Arabia this weekend. I get straight back into it for round mm. two. Talking about this weekend, we've got supercars down at Simmons Plains. Uh, who's who's coming out on top after that? Ah, oh, Shell. Shell, absolutely. Look, I hope I hope they're going to be quick. They were quite quick there last year. I think they got a couple of podiums and they were strong. It's generally been a triple eight track, though. To be honest, they they always seem to be able to qualify at the front, and they always find themselves up the front. So, I would think they're going to be the ones to beat. I, I would say. What do you think? Uh, yeah, look, I think it's going to be a case of um, you know new track, same faces. The Red Bull guys will be up there. I reckon Brock Feeney will probably find an improvement. His first time there in a supercar, but I don't think that's going to face him. Shane Van Gisbergen, we know, will definitely be there. We know Chaz and probably Nick Perkett will be a, a little bit better. Chaz won a race there last year. Yeah. No reason why that's not going to happen. And you could probably never rule out uh, Cam Waters as well for Tickford in the in the Monster Mustang. So I think it's going to be a case of uh, same old, same old, short track. Um, Qualifying is so important, man. So the, important. The cream will rise, you know, I'm sure. There will be an odd qualifying result. Remember, I think we saw Zane Goddard qualify really well there last year in a Matt Stone racing car. You know, that kind of thing might happen. Um, mm. You know, a BJR car might pop into the top four at some point. But yeah, I'm pretty sure most of the um, most of the headlines are going to be made by the uh, the re the regular contenders. Um, also racing down at Simmons Plains this weekend. Uh, the Super Utes, they've got 15 Super Utes, six different brands competing wow. in uh, in LCVs, your dual cab, your Ford Rangers, your Holden Colorado, <laughs> Mazda, oh, they don't make BT those things anymore. 50s. These are cars that we, uh, Toyota Hilux, these are cars that we see on the road every single day. The type of cars they're racing, they've got a slightly different engine in it, but um, we haven't really spoken that much about this class. What, what's your that? thoughts? Big, uh, why? Because <laughs> we talk about other motorsport. What's your thoughts on this class? Um, look, when when uh, the Ute series originated, when you had you know the the um, AU Falcons and whatever Commodores they were back then, it was really exciting. You had thirty of them on the grid that just smash into each other. It was just awesome racing. Yeah, the Super Utes hasn't quite taken off like that. Um, it hasn't been, for me, it hasn't been a category that I've really kept a lot of, you know, an eye on. I think the, the bigger motor and the better sound is a big step forward for them. Yep. Um, the thing that I just, you know, I look at is, is it, you know, what sort of stepping stone is it, you know, in your racing career, you know, when do you go ute racing? Do you just, just for a bit of fun or is it up and coming drives? Is it drives that have finished? Is, I don't know. It's just, it's a bit of an oddball for me. Um, so I haven't quite got into it, but um, not to say that it's no good. It just doesn't, you know, doesn't excite me so much. That's all. That's cool. Okay. Well, it excites, certainly excites at least 15 drivers. They'll be down there <laughs> this weekend. That's a big field. That's a big it field. It is a pretty good field. And we know how hard it is to get cars down to Tassie to race as well. We've seen it with TCR, even uh, S5000, Trans Am. It is difficult to get big fields down there. Um, there is the extra cost of the of chucking them on the big boat and um, the spirit of Tasmania and 
and get down there. So um, I, I wanted to find out some more. So I spoke to Luke Cedars, who's part of the management team for the Haltech V8 Super Utes. And this is our little chat. And I've got Luke Cedars online from the Super Utes. He's part of the management team. First round of the 2022 Haltech Super Ute series at uh, at Simmons Plains this weekend. But you're at the airport getting ready to go down to Tassie. But 15 cars is super, super strong. Yeah, it's fantastic. We've got uh, we're seeing some good growth in the series at the moment. A lot of interest to build more for 2023 and beyond. Um, got ongoing discussions to potentially have 16 and 17 out there this year, and 18 and, and more are definitely on the card for, uh, for for next year. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's quite cool, and it's obviously uh, uh, growing in popularity after yeah a, a bit of a uh, stop start uh, beginning with what those road going versions were like, but uh, yep. do, you, do you think those, the, the introduction of the, you know, the V8 power last year was the catalyst to get more and more interest? A hundred percent. Yeah. Everyone, everyone in Australia loves a V8 and the sound of a V8 and, and the speed of a V8. So it's been, it's been the, the turning point for us and, getting more cars out there and it's got some really good racing now. Um, you know, the, the cars produce um, good door-to-door racing just in the natural characteristics of the vehicle. So, um, you know, with more cars on grid this year, we'll see some more good racing, which is the fans are like um, and, and you know, prospective drivers will like. Now, other than, uh, other than TCR Australia, which I think has about seven different, brands of car represented you got six competing down at simmons plains this weekend that um that brand relevance that marketplace relevance is certainly um a, a really strong talking point for super Utes. uh definitely is definitely is and we're we're, we're we're in the throes of trying to add some more manufacturers different manufacturers to the series at the moment and the, the good thing about this series, you know, okay, they don't have the diesel engine that, that they come out in, but they're the most sold vehicle in the country at the moment, these dual cab SUVs. So it just makes it an easy sell for um, corporate partners to be in, involved and, and drivers are finding it re- relatively easy to get some budgets together to, to go racing. Very good. Now, uh, just uh, personally, uh, the Cedars Racing Team, your team runs eight cars over the weekend. That's uh, that's operating in the Gary Rogers Motorsport um, realm, where uh, with their TCR and Trans Am. It's it's a, I can only imagine it's a lot to deal with. Um, yeah, it is a lot to deal with. You know, we're we're we're, we're putting our money where our mouth is, so to speak. Um, we've got full, you know, a lot of faith in the series um, and belief in the series, so that's why we've we've grabbed it by the ball so to speak and we're running with it and we thank luke for his time he was obviously at the airport you might have heard uh people getting called for being late on planes but uh we thank <laughs> uh, we thank luke for his time just a a real quick one about the about the cedars um i think you you would have raced or been in and around uh colin mm, and david absolutely. cedars they've been around the ser- around motor racing for a long time bill used to race raced in the uh, bathurst 1000 on a number of occasions um, stalwarts of the basically the support support classes. When I was working at Motorsport News, they were my first ever uh, sort of client, first ever 
um, non non uh, full time job client. The uh, the start of my empire, you might say, Tony. Okay, thanks for that little fact. That's great. <laughs> well, it, it goes back a long time. That was back in two thousand and four. Embarrassingly, that's um, almost eighteen years ago. And I'm glad you really care about my my past. So good. Thanks. <laughs> um, okay. Hey, no, sorry, one... so, sorry. The, um, the, um, the connection was cutting out a little bit there. So I only got sort of every second or third word, but um, I got the gist. They gave you an opportunity to start your, your career as a journalist. Is that, is that right? Well, no, they, they gave me an opportunity to earn a little bit of extra money because um, yeah, the, a, a junior motorsport reporter's wage at, um, at motorsport news was not going to make me rich and famous. So it was a bit of pocket money. Fair enough. Hey, speaking of rich and famous, Mm -hmm. speaking of the rich and famous, our good mate, Lisa Mason, who is rich and famous, um, more rich than famous, Mm -hmm. he is engineering one of those super duper utes down at Tassie. Yes. So he's going down there. So he'll be part of the little Cedars Cedars crew. There you go. They will not only be engineered like a... uh, Useless fact. (laughs) <laughs> not only engineered like a boss but uh he'll be up them for uh for diet and exercise in the lead up to the event so i pity the drivers who have to deal with uh with lee he'll be he'll be right on them but no doubt right at the front of the field as well um okay we're almost at the end of this episode but just as an extra little plug for our good old friend mark fogarty and the parked up plus he spoke to the legend marcus ambrose he now works for grm you might have heard a little bit of this chat in uh in parked up plus on monday but this is the full chat ambrose of course is a two-time supercars champion now works at grm as their competition director and he is getting ready to compete in the bathurst six hour just like you are tony we'll talk a bit more about that next week but here's marcus ambrose with Vogues from parked up plus well, you're busy here this weekend, and you're going to have another busy weekend yes. next weekend down at Simmons Plains. Um, how how fascinating do you think driving the Gen Three Mustang is going to be? Uh, well, I know it's still being developed, so I know probably what I drive is not the final product. Um, yeah, but I'm interested to see the car. I haven't seen the car. Uh, I'm interested to see if I can fit in it with all the changes apparently they've done to it. I'm interested to see what the horsepower is all about and the handling and yeah, I mean we're doing rides, it's a bit of a PR exercise but at the same time it's going to be fun to jump in one and just see what it's all about. So you still like getting your backside into a race car, don't you? Well yes and no, I mean my days of driving, are, I mean I'm, I'm pretty much happy with you know what I've done. Um, I'm doing the six hour with George and Andrew Medici just because I want to. Um, it's not a comeback, it's just because I'm good friends with them and we've done a lot of stuff in the past and a bit of a celebration of the car build at JRM for them for the, for the six hour. Um, and then I agreed to do the TV for supercars at Simmons and then they say, well, can you drive the car as well? It's like, yep, I hadn't thought much about it, I just said, okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm happy to jump in. It kind of, in my role now at JRM, which I'm really enjoying, uh, it is keeping me somewhat relevant to feel the cars, not at speed, but... At least I'm driving the cars and I've got some appreciation of what the current generation cars are like. So, yeah, it'd be, it'd be a fun thing. It won't be a giggle, but it certainly won't be serious either. I think it's just a chance for me to drive it and uh, we'll do a bit of PR around it and, um, you know, take a few rides around the track. And 
this other initiative that you've got going at GRM, the GRM Combine, how is it going and where is it going? <laughs> well, the Combine was really just... When I started working for, for Gary Rogers uh, and Barry, I call it the Gary and Barry show there, um, you know, the first look at the workshop, you've got these beautiful cars, a lot of them. We're running 11 race cars here at Phillip Island this weekend. So we've got a lot of race cars at our disposal, a lot of great people. We've got a bunch of used tyres and brakes and, and old fuel and all those things. And it's like, well, we're, we need to beat the track. I mean, if we're going to the track, we're using our stuff properly. Uh, and we want the next wave of drivers to come through Australian motorsport. Um, you know, Barry and Gary are, are part of the ARG series, and so we're naturally disposed to to want to see the young drivers aspire to drive an ARG car, be it TCR, S5000, or Trans Am. So here we are. We thought we'd just run our stuff, give some drivers a chance to taste the machinery. Young drivers who are on their way in motorsport. That it wasn't a a racing school and it wasn't a talent search it was just a place for people to come young drivers to see where they were at in their careers and see how they could handle the machinery and for us to have a look at them too so and that's pretty much what it was and so we actually found one out of that Cody Garland who's running TCR now for us uh, we're really excited about him and he's on a, a, a growth curve I guess a steep one uh, this year is just about learning TCR there's no uh, pressure on him um, but so we found a driver out of it just by chance that sort of we felt was really ready to go to the next level. We want to do another one, whether we fit one in, you know, this year or maybe next Christmas, we don't know. But it was a great thing to do. Um, I think GRM and, and the drivers got a lot out of it. Um, and it was a, a fun thing to do in Tasmania too. We did it at Baskerville and Simmons Plains where we could basically give the drivers a couple of tracks in three days. Uh, and it worked well, but... That's not the focus here at JRM. The focus is to run our race team, which is, um, you know, TCR seven cars, uh, sorry, six cars, mm -hmm. uh, and then Trans Am and 5,000. So we've, we've got a lot of work right now, which is what we're really focused on. And if we find time at the end of the year, we'll do another combine. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned earlier the Bathurst six hour, mm -hmm. and you've made it clear it's not a comeback. But you're going to do it because you think you'll enjoy it and have a bit of fun. Mm -hmm. So does that leave it open, you know, further down the track that, you know, you might do the odd one-off? Uh, no, yes and no. I'll just take it. I mean, I don't have to answer to anyone. I just, no. I'll just decide what I want to do when I want to do it. And, you know, um, yeah, the time was good. I was going to be at Bathurst anyway. You know, I, I watched the six-hour last year when I was up there running Owen Kelly with his Trans Am. And I love the event where it's sort of a more of a grassroots type of thing. Mm. And so I just said, Andrew, and to... Andrew was building the car. George and I are going to drive it. Um, George, you're, you're, you're the number one driver. I'll just jump in when it's my turn because I'm actually working for GRM all weekend. So I won't have a lot of time to really focus on the racing bit. I'm just going to jump in and go and enjoy, the, you know, enjoy my stint. And we thank Marcus for his time with folks. Tony D, we've probably run out of time. I mean, we haven't really run out of time, have we? We could just go on forever and ever, but... No one wants to listen to that. It's time to get into some supercars action at Simmons Plains. We've got Formula One at Saudi Arabia and everyone has parked up plus on Monday with Mark Fogarty. Tony D, are we going to catch up and watch some of this Simmons Plains racing together or what? Oh, we could, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Come around and um, check out my 75-inch TV. Jeez, sponsored I... by Samsung. 
my uh, my glasses don't have like the uh, the that that fisheye effect. I won't be able to see all of the TV. I'm going to miss out on most of it. Well, you can sit out in the backyard, and I'll sit in the lounge room. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, cool, mate. Well, have a great week. Uh, all the best to everyone, and you'll hear from us next week. See you, bud. You've just listened to another Network R production. 